The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. Now, this is the part where Jane usually chimes in and talks about how we're three Disney fangirls, and then Teresa and I agree, and, well, you know the drill if you've listened to any of our recordings so far. Uh, the ladies are still working through their surprise uh, change of locations. They are both getting moved in and getting settled, but I didn't want this new year, this new month of January 2022 to completely go by us without having some kind of information, uh, episode, discussion come out on the podcast. And honestly, I miss you guys. I miss everybody. Uh, They are coming back. We are coming back. Our hope is for next week. But as of today, you just have me. Hey y'all, I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. And my favorite vacation is a runcation, particularly if we are running at Disney, which is what this episode is all about. So what I thought would be fun or would be interesting or might be helpful is I'm going to actually repurpose and repost some uh, Run Disney 101 information. Um, The reason I'm doing this is because, as you know, if you're in our Facebook community, Run Disney is a very big topic. And obviously, if you've listened to any of these recordings with us in the past, Over the past two years, you know it's something we're very passionate about. Uh, Run Disney is absolutely back for 2021-2022 race season. It's been exciting. We've had the Wine and Dine. We've had Marathon Weekend. Um, They've both been a little bit different uh, in some ways. You can go back and listen to the recap that Jane and I did for the Wine and Dine Race Weekend. Uh, Oh, and Teresa was there too, so so I'm pretty sure she was on that recording. Sometimes Teresa bounces out when it comes to Run Disney because she doesn't do it as often as Jane and I do. But um, anyway, uh, so you can go back and listen to that if you are curious on how that race weekend went. Uh, But for now, what I'm going to do is talk to you a little bit today about what happened with Marathon Weekend, let you know what we know and don't know as far as the next races coming up, because that is a frequently asked question that I'm seeing in all the Facebook groups, Um, and also kind of guide you or lean you towards some changes that we saw at Marathon that could be in effect for Princess. I have no idea if they will keep things the way they were or if they're going to change things. But there was one particular situation that I think runners would like to know about, particularly if you have run these races before, because it will be a surprise to you. Uh, So all that being said, that's what this is about. It's the Run Disney discussion. 
uh, featuring Patty <laughs> because uh, the other ladies are still unpacking boxes, buying furniture, and doing all that fun stuff, uh, getting set up in their new homes. And as somebody who's moved so many times, sometimes it takes a while to get settled, and I totally respect that. So, um, okay, here's what we got. First, I want to talk about what we know and don't know with the uh, 2022-2023 race season registration. At the time of this recording, which is January 23rd, 2022, we don't know anything. So if you are wondering how you can run the next Wine and Dine, when you're going to be able to sign up for the next marathon weekend, you saw all the pictures online. It looked amazing. Spoiler alert, it was amazing. It was really great. Um, you want in on this next year. Man, we feel you. We, we want you in on this too. It's a very cool experience. Unfortunately, as of this recording, Ren Disney has not given us the registration dates for those next series of races. So we don't have anything to offer you and you're not missing out on anything. Um, but that's a good question is, how will I know when these races uh, go on sale? I hear they sell out quickly. I don't want to miss it. All of that, all good things, as Olaf says, all good questions. And I'm here to tell you a couple of ways that you can kind of keep, you know, in the, in the touch of things. First and foremost... Keep listening to this podcast because I promise you once we hear when the races are going on sale, we are not going to let you miss a, a thing. We are definitely going to announce it, give you the information, even if it has to be a, just a you know quick pop in. But we are we're not going to let you um, overlook those dates. Do not worry. Uh, so that's one thing you can do. Hit subscribe. Um, go ahead and start listening to us. And uh, when it comes up, we will absolutely give you that feedback and give you that information. The other option can be to join the No Guilt Disney podcast Facebook group. We have a Facebook group and uh, it's again, heavily run Disney, but we are not all about run Disney. We do talk about other Disney things. Um, Genie Plus has been a big discussion in there as well, as it is everywhere. But uh, if you are looking for a very friendly, very open, very easy group to kind of chill in and ask questions, all questions are welcome. Uh, come join us. Again, that's uh, No Guilt Disney, and you'll find that on Facebook. If you're not a Facebook person, if you're really not interested in subscribing to podcasts, totally get that. Uh, you can also follow rendisney.com. That is the official website for all things Run Disney. And whenever they do update this, they will likely also do a blog post announcing it. That blog post will also show up on the um, Disney Parks blog um, that, that will come out as well. So those are some locations where you can look for those dates to be announced. Um, but again, if you want to just stick with us, we're not going to steer you wrong. Uh, noguiltdisney.com is the website that I update to. And this kind of news is absolutely going on the website. In fact, there is a post out there already that is about the dates, uh, for the next races. 
it does exist if you need to know when the dates are for this next race season. And as we get the updated registration information, it will be updated on that blog post. So please go and check out uh, noguiltdisney.com. It'll also give you that information as well. There have also been a lot of questions about the travel agent Run Disney Bib program. As of this recording, we still don't have any information on that at this time. It could come back. It may never come back. They may change everything up completely. It might look totally different. They could go back to the old way where it was like contracted bibs and it was only specific travel agents had access to those bibs. I mean, all kinds of things could happen. Uh, But again, as soon as I hear anything or we are told anything or it's offered our way, I will pass that information on and let you know. As of right now, though, my gut is telling me that Run Disney will most likely stick with what they've been doing, which is uh, just having everybody register through the website. So I'm not personally hoping that there's going to be bid packages coming out. However, we have been told that they have not shut that door on that program just yet. It's still a possibility. We just don't know at this time. But of course, like I said, we will let you know when we know. That's that. (laughs) Uh, That's what we wanted you to know um, for the upcoming races. Now, Marathon Weekend. Marathon Weekend was really good this year, y'all. I had a wonderful, lovely time, in part due to the fact that the weather was so much different than it was for Wine and Dine. It was cool, but not cold. It was sunny, but not like super crazy, you know, overpowering sun. You know how Florida can do that to you sometimes? Yeah, we didn't get that. It was really, really lovely. Um, Even the marathon was supposed to be super incredibly hot. Um, I I, don't get me wrong, it was still hot. I know that that those runners were were pushing through uh, the heat uh, for, for that particular race, but I don't think it ended up being as bad as we initially thought. So those were all good things. Um, what I wanted to point out a couple of things that people ask about these weekends. Uh, what about the merchandise? What about the expo? What about my expo pass? It's disappeared from my account. I don't know what to do. Okay, all of those things are still happening. Uh, run Disney, not to apologize for them, but they've always run on a smaller scaled staff. And then for the races, they bring in uh, cast members from other locations and other places around the park to work seasonally for Run Disney. So that's one thing to keep in mind is that the actual staff of folks who really truly know what's going on at all times with Run Disney is fairly small. And because of what we went through with um, COVID hitting and there was a lot of people that had to cancel or were trying to cancel or wanted to find out if they could cancel. Uh, I imagine that that inbox like imploded with how many uh, requests and, 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 you know, dire, hi, I need to talk to somebody, um, emails, you know, landed in there. Um, on top of that, they were trying to put on this huge big race weekend at the same time it was all happening. Uh, the point of this is, the folks that actually know and can help you are in a small scale when it comes to run Disney. So you have to give a little grace and a little patience 
I, I promise you they are working as hard as they can to the best of their ability. Um, I've talked to these people and, and had conversations with them in the past, and I know they love you and they love the product just as much as you do. However, they're only people. They're only human. Uh, so give them a little grace. If you are still waiting on an email from that race weekend, my suggestion would be don't give up. Go ahead and contact them again. Go ahead and try to give them a phone call and, uh, you know, see if you can ultimately eventually get to the right person. Try not to be frustrated about it. You can also wait a little bit, let them, you know, empty out the inbox and then fill it back up again. Um, that's another option. But the, the point I'm just trying to make is it's not this huge organization that we all envision it to be. It's actually kind of a small, night, uh, tight-knit group uh, that's that puts on these races. Um, so with that being said, when it came to merchandise this year, we also suspect we don't have anybody, you know, officially putting anything out or confirming, but having talked to cast members at the expos, um, basically, they just were not able to order as much merchandise as they once normally would for races, in part due to supply chain issues. Um, I suspect also, this is just my personal observation, that they underestimated as well, and they purposely, uh, you know, went in with a lower number, because they didn't know what was going to happen with these races. We weren't sure how COVID was going to respond or react or anything. All that being said, this race went on, even though it was in the middle of a huge COVID surge, nothing changed. Run Disney did not pivot. They did not make any, uh, you know, there wasn't even announcements that, hi, if you have a, a mask, you might want to wear it in the crowds, you know, nothing like that. They completely just went on their merry way. Uh, COVID just wasn't a thing uh, as far as the official um, information was concerned. I think we can recognize that Florida, Walt Disney World, Run Disney in particular, your COVID concerns are going to be your concerns. They are not going to be their concerns, if that makes sense. People came away from these races with COVID. People came away from being at Disney at in Florida with COVID. I, I, you know, part of me is just like, I don't know that you could have escaped it. I went for Marathon Weekend and I escaped it. I, I didn't get it and I was there the whole time. But I also took mitigating circumstances and factors into effect. I, I limited who I was around. I tried to stay out of crowds. Even in the corral, I wore my mask on the race course. I wore my mask, but I only did the 5k. So I wasn't, you know, doing a whole marathon. But let me tell you something. I spectated for the half marathon and there were some of y'all out there running in masks. I saw you at the end. You were coming in like right off of uh, mile 11, hitting mile 12 as you're getting into Epcot. And I saw so many runners still wearing their mask. And I just got to say, that is some hardcore dedication. And I am so impressed that you were taking that step uh, to keep yourself and to keep others healthy. That's amazing. For the record, I'm not saying that everybody needs to wear masks while you're out on the race course. I'm just pointing out that there were some folks who were very comfortable and had clearly trained in them, and they they ran their races the, the best way that they felt they knew how to do. 
So if you are coming for these races and you are concerned about it, I just encourage you to do whatever you are most comfortable with. I am a mask believer. I believe that it helps. I believe that it helps others. I believe that it helps you. So there's that. But I will also be the first to tell you if I was running a half marathon, I cannot even fathom running a half marathon with a face mask. I, wow, that's just, that's a lot. That's hard. Um, But if you have trained that way or you're comfortable with it or it's very important to you, um, I'm just encouraging you that you are not going to be alone. There were lots of others that were doing the same thing. In the corrals, when we were um, standing, waiting for the races to start, I saw more masks than I didn't. So that's another change from what I saw in um, November when we went for Wine and Dine. Wine and Dine, there were a handful of folks that wore masks in the corrals, but for the most part, nobody was wearing a mask. I didn't even wear a mask in the corral for Wine and Dine. And I can tell you, at least from my personal experience, the reason I chose not to do that was the location that I was standing in, I was kind of off by myself. Um, I didn't feel like I was, you know, super close to anybody. But in addition to that, it was a different time in the surge. And it was a different time in the like, we weren't dealing with Omicron. And I just felt like Omicron changed a lot of things. So when I went in uh, January, I did treat things differently than I did in February. My hope is that by the time we all go back for February, we can kind of be back to where we were in November or maybe even better. Um, You know, I I don't know how it'll all turn out, but my whole point of this discussion here is that if you are concerned that Run Disney is doing anything wild and crazy when it comes to um, COVID and you're missing it, I can just tell you they're not. They are not doing anything different. The only time you are being asked to wear a mask as it pertains to run Disney is on any transportation. So the race buses or the bus to the expo. Um, And then inside any building. So when you go to the expo, when you go and pick up your bibs, you're going to need to wear a mask. That may change in the future. We'll see what happens. But as of right now, those are the only two places that uh, you need to make sure you have it with you on your person. Um, So that's a good reminder. If you are going to be using race transportation to go back and forth to the start line and the finish line, make sure you have a mask with you. We did see bus drivers had boxes of masks and they were handing them out as people got on the bus. So it looks like if you lose yours on the mat on the race course or you throw it away, a lot of people were ditching them to the side, kind of like their throwaway uh, sweatshirts. If you chose to do that, um, I don't think you're going to be out of luck. Uh, It looks like Run Disney is prepared for that circumstance. And when you get back on those race buses, they will be able to offer you a mask. So that's the mask discussion. Let's talk about the expo. Um, I know I mentioned the merchandise and there just wasn't that much. um, At least there wasn't as much as people wanted it to be. So what ended up happening is a lot of it was gone within the first day. Some of it was gone within the first two days. It was definitely, uh, I think this is the first time since the 20th anniversary race that I saw and witnessed um, extended 
cue lines just to get into the merchandise building. Um, and once inside, there was even more cue lines. And I mean, even an hour after it was open, I was hearing reports that it was a three-hour wait before you even got to the shopping floor. So princesses like their merch so this is just a heads up for anybody who is planning on doing princess half marathon weekend if merchandise is important to you then you know i hate to tell you this but you need to be there day one and you're going to have to pack your patience and you're going to end up standing in line um it is not fun it is not something you uh you know anybody plans or wants to have to do but that is what we witnessed at marathon weekend and I am pretty sure you will see the same thing at Princess Weekend. If you are coming in late, if you're not getting in until Saturday, uh, there's a good chance there's just not going to have a lot of options or a lot of availability, unfortunately. Um, Again, that could change, but I, I feel like it's the supply chain, possibly Ren Disney being very conservative with their orders. And then in addition, the extreme hype and excitement of being back to these in-person races that are all factoring in and are going to cause these problems. Um, so that's just a heads up. Uh, plan accordingly. You still have time if you can you know, move things around or try to get in earlier or if you can find somebody who is willing to stand in those lines and hook you up. There's a lot of folks that are willing to do that. And I'm not talking about like the eBay sellers or um, the folks that are, you know, straight up resellers. I'm talking about just your fellow runners. Uh, so that is something that if you are in one of these Facebook groups or social media groups or running clubs, you might want to reach out and see if you can get somebody to, to, to help you out because... I just expect this to be a problem for all of this year. My hope is that next year, everything will be plentiful again, um, as it once was before COVID happened and before things closed down. But in case it's not, um, just be prepared and know before you go what the situation is that you're probably getting yourself into. All right. As far as the expo and the expo passes and picking up your bibs, there was a problem with this that started with Wine and Dine. Uh, first of all, the expo pass process is a new thing that Run Disney's trying to do. They're, they want to switch everything to a digital waiver process. Uh, totally support that. think it's very cool. And when it works, it is so easy. The problem is, is that it doesn't always work. And it doesn't seem to be a specific issue that the user is doing wrong. It honestly feels like it's it's just a crapshoot on if your expo pass is going to be accepted or if it's going to, if your signature for your waiver is going to be accepted or not. So the good news is, even if your race like disappears and you can't see it on your end of rundisney.com and in your inside your manager account and your race has suddenly disappeared. I know this is easy to say, but don't freak out. Um, it exists. It is still there. Run Disney can see it on their end. You're fine, but they're not going to be able to fix it before the race. They're going to ask you to come to the expo 
stand in line. I know. Uh, stand in line. And uh, there's a guest relations um, line there. But there's also like one that's specific for Expo Pass issues. You're going to want to get in that line. Um, I'm going to link in the show notes a, pa- a, 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 a post that talks about that. And it kind of walks you through. It is also gives you some visuals, some pictures, just so you get an idea of what you'll be looking for. Um, but again, I know it's easy to freak out. And I know it stresses you out. And it sucks that like Ren Disney is putting this extra stress on you, but I can tell you that I haven't heard of anybody who truly lost their race. Like it, it's there. You just have to go to the expo to get it worked out. So it's an extra stop. It's just an extra stop. Um, fingers crossed once again that they have had enough time and manpower to go in and adjust these things so that when princess information comes out, maybe. <laughs> Maybe they will um, not have so many problems that they had with the first two races of this race season. Um, look, I'm eternal optimist. I'm, I'm hopeful that they'll figure this out. But at the same time, they do have a backup program. They do have a backup solution. And I had to use that for wine and dine. And it was very super simple and easy to get adjusted. Um for what it's worth, the answer that they gave me was that somehow in their systems, it's not us doing, it's not Patty, I didn't do it, it's Run Disney. They discover that you have two different email addresses somehow have been created. So you're logging in on one that you use all the time and that your race was sitting there, but somehow, some way, when you went in to um, click on, you know, you're signing your waiver. It went from that email to the other email, but you don't know about it because you maybe don't have a second email that you are aware of. It's very weird, but they they were like, oh yeah, we see two emails in here. Your race just went to the other email. So they have to merge the emails and then boom, my race is there. I click, I sign, and I have my expo pass and I walk over and pick up my bib. So again, it was a very simple like five minute process once they got my information, but you did have to stand in line to get to that point. So just a heads up on how that worked out. As far as Marathon Weekend, the biggest change that I can tell you about that uh, I noticed was the race situation was security for the race. I have no answer as to if this is a new process, if this was a one-time deal, or if this is how things are going to be from here on out. Your guess is my guess. But I want to give you a heads up on what happened with security. Uh, if you've run Disney in the past, and this even means if you ran Disney at Mer- at a Wine and Dine weekend, so even just you know six weeks before, two months before, I guess, um, if you had run for that race, what happens is you either park your car in the parking lot or you get dropped off in the parking lot by the buses and you walk, you just follow the crowd, you walk through the parking lot to the other side of the parking lot. So it's, if you're envisioning this, it's like a, you're walking parallel to Epcot, not toward Epcot. You're walking you know, across the parking lot to the left and you would go through security at that point. And they always had two sections. One was any runner with a bag had to go through and have everything checked through. The other one was if you had no bags, you could just walk straight through. Very easy, made a lot of sense. 
you know, there was probably five to 15 uh, security guards, though, that were needed at that checkpoint to go through bags and to make sure you went through the right line and that sort of thing. Um, so there was some some additional manpower doing it that way. But that's how it's always been. That's how it's been since I started running Disney. We always went through that section. When we showed up for Marathon Weekend, it was a surprise because instead of going that way, we were directed to walk down down the center line of the Epcot parking lot. Um, if you're familiar with it, this is where the trams um, run up and down in the center. So we were all directed to walk through the center parking lot and they had us go all the way to the front of Epcot where they had security scanners. Um, You know, just think about anytime you've gone to the theme parks, you walk through the security scanners now. Those were up and open and running. So you would walk through that and if your bag was binged, tinged, whatever they called it, you know, they would send you over to the side where a security guard would then go through your bag at that point. But they were utilizing the park security versus the run Disney old school race weekend security. Now, I don't know why. I don't know if there was like a security threat and therefore they were responding to it with something that they felt was a safer way to get all of us runners through. Or was it simply a matter of we don't have people showing up for work right now because of Omicron. As mentioned before, we were going through a surge. Um, Was it a matter of they just didn't have the people that they used to have to staff uh, the security? And so they were able to run it through the Epcot security lines with probably, I don't know, four people. I mean, it it just, there really were not that many security guards um, at the point where we walked in. Or was it a matter of this just makes sense to somebody somewhere out there? We have this incredible security machine that checks and can, you know, quickly get people through it. It makes sense to us to use it. Why aren't we using it? And that's what they chose to do. Again, I don't know the reasons behind it. When it comes to security, Disney is not going to like give anybody the inside scoop on what they do or why they do it. Um, but that being said, the, the main thing to know about this is that it took a lot longer. Uh, I believe when Jane checked her watch uh, by the end of us walking from our, we parked a car. And so from parking the car, walking all the way down to Epcot, scanning in, and then because they turn you around and you walk all the way back to where you just came from, essentially, and entered the family reunion area. I think she said by the time we got to the corrals, we were at like 1.6 miles. Yes, 1.6 miles. So keep that in mind. If you are running any of these races and you prefer to cut things close and be like the last person in the corrals and that sort of thing, If the security is going to add that extra time and that extra walk for you, uh, plan accordingly. Like, don't sit in your car too long. Maybe don't take the last race bus, but take the second to the last race bus. You know, I don't know. But I'm just trying to point out that um, there were some folks who were surprised on Marathon Morning that they had to do this. And... Uh, for that whole weekend um, and might have been rushing a lot more than they needed to or had extra stress um, based on this time frame that it took to get you where you needed to be. Um, So that's the big thing to point out. Now, again, I do not know 
if that is the new way of doing things or if that was just a marathon weekend way of doing things. They tried it. They didn't like it. So it'll be back to the old way or they tried it. They loved it. This is the way it's going to be for now here on out. We don't know yet. So FYI, keep this in mind. If you've never run a run Disney race before, um, then you obviously wouldn't have known the difference. You would have just continued to follow the crowd and gone where they told you to go. None of that's going to change. You're still going to do all of that. But just kind of my main thing was the timing. I feel like run Disney might have benefited by giving us a more specific heads up Um, for what it's worth. They did in their all of their communication, give specific time frames that they asked you to be at the race, specific time frames that they asked you to be in the parking lot. And yes, they sounded very early and they sounded too early. And I don't need to be there that early, that sort of thing. We all had those thoughts. My guess is they knew that this change was coming and that was part of the reason why they were pushing it out. But again, when it comes to security, they don't want to specify, we're changing security, you know, big, you know, screaming that out there. They're not going to do that. That could have been the reason why um, they were asking you to be there about 30 minutes sooner than they once did. That was the biggest change for Marathon Weekend that I could think of. Um, As far as characters were concerned, you're still getting characters on the course, which is amazing and awesome. Marathon Weekend pulled out a lot of rare characters, hardly ever used characters. So that was also very cool and a lot of fun. Um, But all of your character interactions are going to be, you know, with a like a six foot buffer away from them. Um, My suggestion to you uh, most of them have photo pass photographers. Let them take your picture, but also see if you can get a friend or a friend you just met in line uh, to use your camera and take a photo for you as well. Because I've seen uh, comparisons between somebody's like iPhone photo versus what the photographers took. And sometimes the lighting is a little harder to get right uh, with their with their professional cameras, which is kind of crazy, but that I did see some big discrepancies. So if you can use your own phone as well as the PhotoPass uh, photographers, but you will be able to get tons of character pictures on the lines. Um, Hopefully it'll be the same thing for Princess Weekend. Hopefully we have nice, lovely weather and it all works smoothly. I I know that that's what happened with Wine and Dine. Uh, Jane and I, when we ran the 5K, we didn't get any characters. There literally were not any of them on the course except for one uh, when we ran by because of the rain. They had to keep pulling them in because we just got rained on the whole time. Uh, So hopefully, Princess, that will not happen. Okay, princesses. If you are looking for some additional information about Princess Half Marathon Weekend, I have got you covered. Uh, This was my first race. It's going to be my favorite race forever. The one that I love to hate, that kind of thing. Um, I just think it's such an incredibly fun and amazing weekend. There's so many great stories and it's a wonderful like mother-daughter situation or girls weekend situation or moms who finally got to do something for themselves type, you know, vacation. It's 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 a lot of girl empowerment, um, w- go women, you know, kind of thing. And it's a lot of fun. Guys, 
You are always welcome. And this has definitely not an anti-male sentiment at all, but um, it just tends to be mostly women. I think something like 90% of the renders are women. Um, this one is coming up soon. We should have more details coming out from the event guide shortly. If you are impatient and you're wondering what does the course look like or what can I expect to see on the Princess Half Marathon course, listen, I can't promise, but in the past, Run Disney would use the marathon weekend, um, half marathon and 10K and 5K courses for Princess Weekend. So... If you want to get an idea of what things currently look like, that would be where I would guide you to. That would be where I would tell you to go and look. Is um, I have that information on noguiltdisney.com. Um, marathon courses are out, available. You can go and check out the visuals in case that helps you. Um, it could change for Princess, but traditionally, they tend to be the same course. So that's my educated guess that uh, we'll see again. It is, it's going to be the same courses that uh, you just ran for Marathon Weekend if you did both. Um, as far as the corralling situation is concerned, they're not sending out corral information ahead of time uh, this year. I have no idea, again, if that will change, if this was a... Um, staffing issue, if it was a we don't want the drama issue, I, you know, I don't know what the answer is. Um, but they're not releasing that awesome chart of corrals that they once did. I am sourcing and I am looking online for some breakdowns. Um, so we can get some general ideas for races. Uh, just you know, to give you an idea of what you where you may end up, but unfortunately, it's just not as good information as when they used to provide it to us. So if you're looking for that, you're probably not going to get it. All right, princesses, if you have any additional questions that are not hit up in the blog posts that I'm going to link for you here in show notes, come to the Facebook group. I'm an open book ask away. Um, anything that I can help you as far as like logistics or um, pointing you in the right direction or even just experiences that we've had or rumors you may have heard about the Princess of Marathon Weekend, um, we'll be happy to have that discussion. Uh, and, and we'd love to, to, to do that. So don't forget to come see us there. Um, one more thing, springtime surprise. I am seeing some questions about this already as well completely understandable. But springtime surprise, we really have very little data on what they are going to do with these races. The Expedition uh, 5k, the taste for the uh, taste race for the taste race for the taste and the Tower Tower 10 miler are all previous races that run Disney once held. But they are all races that have been gone for quite a long time. And the issue or concern is that uh, the, the physical layout of the entire property where we once ran is completely different. Um, Tower of Terror was actually a nighttime race and they had it set up where you ended in Hollywood Studios right by the Tower of Terror. Like how awesome was that, right? And then they actually had an after party in the park so you could hang out and ride rides and that sort of thing. That is not the case for this race. Um, therefore, when we look at maps, 
we can't tell exactly what they're going to do for that 10 miler. I would say it's a safe bet that at some point you're going to run past Tower of Terror because of course, you know, right? And you you want that picture. But I don't know that it's going to be a start or an ending, um, like a finish line or a start line um, in this circumstance. Um, So that's just, you know, something to throw out there. The same thing with the 5K for Expedition Everest. Now, this was also a night race back in the day, and it's going to be a night race uh, for 2022. However, it's um, used to be held in and around Animal Kingdom. That looks like it's still the case, but they did change some of the wording. Um, In the past, what you did is you ran the 5K and then you went and did your scavenger hunt afterwards. Now it sounds like the scavenger hunt will be happening during the 5K. Um, So, you know, we'll have to see how that works out or how that plays out um, when they give us a little bit of more information. The thing is, we just don't know at this point. So you can go back and you can look at some historical information. I actually have those also on the blog, um, both Tower of Terror, old information and Expedition Everest, old information. Um, So feel free to go and check those out. But the problem is, I truly feel like it's just historical information at this point. We just, I don't see how it's going to like, give us an idea of what it's actually going to look like. Um, and then Race for the Taste is before my time. Like, I I have no experience with this one whatsoever. But being that it's a 10K, uh, being that they obviously want you to be able to run through the parks and such, we know from Run Disney 10Ks that they are limited in what they can can do as far as a race course is concerned. So my guess is that Race of the Taste is going to be very similar to what you saw again at Marathon Weekend or maybe the Wine and Dine Weekend as far as the course is concerned. Um, But it's going to be that Epcot and Hollywood Studios would be the two um, parks that I would suspect will be in play for that particular race weekend um but again we just have to wait and see until uh run disney decides to get this information out to us which they uh they will they will all in good time all in good time oh and before we go i am also going to go ahead and upload some older episodes that are called run disney 101 my original podcast that i started is the no guilt fangirl podcast and it still exists it's still out there um but i had some run disney content on that that i just feel like it might serve this audience a little bit uh, better so i am going to update it and uh put it in here for you all to listen to please note it was recorded in 2020 maybe 2019 So some of the information may not be as accurate as it once was, right? Life changes, everything's changed. We all know how that went. However, a lot of the bones of the information is still there. And if you are a first time Run Disney runner and you just need to understand like how this all works, this is a great resource for you to go and listen to. Um, It's also your opportunity to tell me what's wrong and what needs to be updated. I am open to hearing that um, after you listen to the episodes. If you find particular things that are egregiously wrong, please let me know. And um, I'll see about making some show notes or making some updates or maybe even re-recording this at some point um, so that it is more accurate to the current here and now. 
but that being said, I, uh, when you see this and you start listening to it and it shows up in your player and you're like, wait, no guilt, fangirl, what's that? It's me. It's me. It's just um, I felt like it might serve this audience um, as well. So I'm going to share it over here for you. All right. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, you can email us at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com or come join us in the Facebook group. Uh, join us. Anytime we decide to put out an episode, uh, we used to do it every week, and then life got crazy, and it's kind of spaced out a little bit more, but we're trying to, to get back into a more of a rhythm. But join us on the No Guilt Disney podcast, because as I like to say, it is no fun to fangirl, run Disney alone. Bye, y'all. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.